Are you ready? Welcome to the Kev and Pickle Show. First of all, let us introduce ourselves. I'm Kev. Which means I am Pickle. Episode four, Kev. I what can't you believe we got to this point. We're bluffing it away. But one over one thousand listeners, Pickle. Shocking, isn't it, Kev? And like, I'm telling you, only half of them listens was me, okay? Honestly, all right? Only about 500 times that I listen to the podcast. The rest of them are 500 great people. Uh, but no, amazing, isn't it? I'm only getting started. Only getting started. Only getting warmed up. Only getting warmed up is right, man. Hey, come here, listen. I mentioned last week as a joke that if we had a producer, you know what I mean, it would help us with certain things. And you said, yeah, she'd tell us or he'd tell us to shut up and not talk about that. But another reason why we need a producer, we left out something in the middle of last week's show. Do you remember what it is? We forgot loads of shit, but yes, go on ahead. You explain yes. it. The honorary sporting hero mentions that we were going to give. We completely forgot about it, so we did. Um, so, I'm going to let you go first. You well, had can, an honorary... I can, guess, I can guess what yours is, uh, because I think you mentioned at one stage uh, what it is. Well, I'm gonna, I, of course I'm going to go here. I'll go first. <laughs> And my honorary mention, he, he just about missed out in my top three. Uh, the one and only, the ghost, the main man, Brian Clough. Ah, oh, what a hero. What a hero. It would be like doing what he did. He won two European Cup of Skies, um, which would be the Champions League now. It would be like bringing Dundalk to the Champions League, in my opinion. He brought a yeah. team from Division 2 to Division 1. The next season... He won the league. The year after that, he won the league, and then he won two Champions Leagues in a row. Like if you do, do that again, it, it will never happen again for a team like that. Oh, and, uh, no, Leicester no won chance. the Premier. I think Leicester won the Premier League that time, and the bombed in Europe really. But yeah, I think Leicester's one of Leicester's one of Nottingham Forest rivals. But yeah, and Pickle, we were we we go to Nottingham quite a lot, and we were at a statue, isn't that right? We were, and I took many of pictures because, and I hope I don't get the cat the saying wrong. The warning around the statue goes something along the lines of, "If God wanted football played in the air, okay, well, you tell me it. He would have put grass up there." So it exactly, is exactly. Yeah, pretty much football, it, Yes. Yeah. If you if you wanted to play in the sky, so and I'm a football manager, so I fully believe that when you play football, just like he did, that you keep the ball. On the grass, you don't need to be looking up into the sky um, during a football game. That's for damn sure. He had many a coat, a legendary coat. Oh. Um, it was some of them are uh, borderline. Uh, you really couldn't say them, but I think there was one. Um, I'm not the best manager in the world, but I'm the top. I'm in the top one, uh, and yeah. that was my probably my favourite. Uh, and also, pick up, what was it? Do you remember being in Nottingham? It was beside a very sh- a shop that I would frequent quite a lot. It was beside Ann Summers because it was like killing two boards at one stone. Yeah, it really was, Kev. And <laughs> wow, yeah, that was a uh, man. You talked me in there too many times. See, you did to that shop. Um, but still, it was, yeah, it was, it, was, once, it was only because Brian Clough's statue was beside it. And that's what you kept telling me. Yeah, um, it was a handy coincidence. So it was. Um, but that's my, yeah. That is my honorary mention. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Well, my honorary mention is a lot more local, as you can imagine, Kev. Oh, okay. I can imagine who this is. What, sorry, <laughs> what, what this is, yes. What this is. So, 
As I mentioned before, I am a football manager and I've been managing a club. Are you really? Are you really? It might come up. Yeah, it might come up once or twice, right? So, so can you say you're a football manager? I know you play basketball. Yeah, I did. Tw- I, I did two things in my life. Um, so I did before this podcast. Um, but yeah, so I manage a team called Rampart Celtic in Dundalk, which is obviously for anybody not local in Ireland in County Loud. Okay, so they are my sporting heroes. I, every single person who has ever played me, which is around about 211 people, uh, over 14 years, which is some turnaround. Fail, you wouldn't have had that many different players. Um, but the reason I'm giving them a shout is uh, two summers ago, which was the last summer league football that was played locally uh, because of the uh, COVID, uh, that team did something that no team has ever done before, uh, as far as I'm concerned. In the semi-final of a match, they were 4-0 down at half time to a team that ended up only losing one game all season and won the league themselves. Um, we were 4 down at half-time. We came back to lead 5-4 in the second half, went 5-all. Then we won on penalties. Unbelievable. Three days later, cup final was on. 2-1 down at half-time. Came back and won it 4-3. Unbelievable. It was the best week of sport that... Um, that team ever will have as far as they're concerned. So they are that team, but also anybody who's ever played with me, they're all my honorary sporting hero mention, Kev. Plenty of goals, Pedro. Plenty of goals in those games. Plenty of goals. Plenty of conceding and plenty of scoring. <laughs> there was. There's no one in the hills there. No, and the cup is still sitting in my house as well. And by God, was it drank out of... Um, I don't mean like on every Tuesday. I mean like it was drank out of a lot after... Um, after we won, obviously, it was the first time in 14 years that we'd won that, that specific trophy. Um, so, specific yeah. silverware. Yes, exactly. So, that was a big deal. And, yeah, the lads are always going to be my heroes for doing that. So, yeah, I have to give them a shout-out. It's only fail. Um, so, yeah, Kev, that's what's caught up now, isn't it? We're actually... Just on last week, Pickle, I didn't yeah. tell you. Just on last week, do you remember school? You were talking about secondary school. And I know yeah. we'll come back to it in a, in loads of different episodes. But do you remember a teacher called Miss Keen? Ah, oh, Kev, I do. And do you want to know why I remember Miss Keen? Go on, you tell Cause, me. Because no, 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 it's not that. You want to know why she came into me head? Go somebody on. sent somebody sent a message to me about her. A previous okay. student just sent me a private message. Just happened to ask if you're talking about teachers, is there any chance of you mentioning our favourite? Miss Keen. So yes, Kev, I do remember, and I think most of the lads remember. Do you want to mention why we remember or Kev? Well, I remember one this this one scenario, and I could maybe I dreamt this up, but I don't think I did. I had it was two science classes, right? I had the butch kind of lesbian looking teacher in my class, and on the other class was Miss Keen, the hot, attractive young science teacher. Unbelievable. Yes. But Unbelievable we, as right. For some reason, we were brought into the same class one day and she talked about masturbation. I swear <laughs> to Jesus, Mother of Christ, I was 12 or 13. At the very most, the table went up at least an inch and a half. That's all I'm saying. It, it levitated. And okay, Kev, it levitated. that was science. So them tables were actually nailed to the floor. So you did well, like, you know what I mean? So you did, it levitated. Uh, Wow. I couldn't believe a, a young teacher was talking about this sort of scenarios. But I was. I swear to God, my hand was red raw for before weeks. Wow. That's all I'm saying. 
That's all. I think that's all you need to say, Kev. <laughs> so it is. And that was me about to say, Lucas. Uh, let's start off episode four with a uh, with with no sex talk this week for a change. Well, um, was a, I, I, there was no sex talk. There, I said it was red raw. It was a Bunsen burner pickle. It was a Bunsen burner. I always used to burn me hand on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd say that's definitely what it was, Kev. Um, but yeah, like I said, one of the boys did shout in about that. Um, just to, I, I'm sure he was thinking the exact same thing. Um, we'll definitely come back to Mrs. Miss Keane in another episode, definitely. Uh, oh, without a shadow of a doubt. And if that woman is local, alive, or listens to podcasts and ever hears this, where two of the guys that were in your class in the tech, uh, get in touch. Um, no, 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 no. Just send us a picture. Just send, just, send, just send us a Yeah, just follow us on Instagram. We'll we'll chat. We'll you know a little cheeky slide into the DMs. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's lovely. It's, it, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, right, Kev, are we caught up now? On, I think we're set. I think we're, we're set for episode four. We're set oh, for episode even? four. <laughs> yeah, we're set for episode four. Perfect. Thank God for that. So, Kev, do you want to let everybody know what we're chatting about this week? This week, we're going to be talking about summer camps. Not, not your new summer camps or your new fancy wangle-dangle summer camps. Old school summer camps, folks. And they were good summer camps, Kev. They were damn good to the well. Uh, well, listen, as we do every week, Kev, before we get into the first topic, we do have to do that part of the show, which is called Would You Rattle? So... Do I even have to ask whose turn it is this week, Kev? It's my turn to answer the question. Would that, would that be correct? That is correct. Are you ready for this? Go on, then. So why not? Hit me with it. Okay. Hit right, me Kev. with your rhythm. Here we go. Would you rather send a dick pic to your mother-in-law <laughs> or to your female boss? Oh, my God. Who is sent in that? I will be honest. This one was actually sent in by somebody and they're going to remain anonymous. But you know who they are. We just repeat that. So, would you rather send a dick pic to either your mother-in-law or your female boss? Okay. Definitely not my female boss. No way in hell will I send that to my female boss. Definitely mother-in-law. I'd send it to my mother-in-law because... Probably not not to my offence, uh, but you probably wouldn't be able to see the picture on the phone. You wouldn't be able to open the pic- open the picture on the phone. Uh, you wouldn't be able to open the picture. You wouldn't be able to see the picture. You wouldn't have her glasses on. Uh, so I would definitely say my mother-in-law and not my female boss. My female boss would definitely fire my ass for sending something like that. But you could always say somebody else had my phone. That's not mine. You know what I mean? Like mine doesn't look like that. Um, well, you know, you know let's I mean? be honest, Pickle. We've talked about it before. Mine has been seen before uh, yeah. on a, on many occasions, so I couldn't d- deny uh, ownership d- yeah. d- the, of yeah. that apparatus if it was actually mine. Okay, so we're going with the mother-in-law. Go with the mother-in-law. Wow. Good answer, Kev. I, I, I thought you might have struggled more with that one. I thought um, I was going to struggle more, but no... My mother-in-law isn't great with technology, so yeah, definitely my mother-in-law. But you know what? I'm happy enough with that answer, Cav. Oh, Cav? Cav? Cav. I'm fair play with that, Kev. I used to work with um, Cav, but not, I'm not Cav. 
Yeah, you're definitely not, Cav. Um, yeah, right, Cav, fair enough. Yeah, you know what I mean? If you're happy enough to do that, maybe don't test it out, though, okay? Um, you know what I mean? Like, don't try and find out how bad she is with technology. Just kind of leave it here, okay? Let's leave it on the show. I'll leave it. Leave what on the show? My dick the pick? The idea. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The idea of the pick, okay? Okay. So it is. Perfect. Kevin, good answer, man. Well done. Well done. Okay, so on to the summer camps, Kev. Um, we were kids at summer camps, and we were also leaders at summer camps. I um, guess we better start as the kids. Would that be right? Well, I was going to start with the leader. Really? Okay, yeah. right, go. My favourite part of being a leader was on Friday, you had water fight day. Okay? Yeah. And this yes. was all-out warfare. Okay, <laughs> the kids brought their super soakers. There was no nerf guns back in super soakers. Anything, what, uh, what do you call them? Uh, water balloons, the whole shebang, right? It was nonstop. It was literally, it was war- warfare. But the best was crazy. Part, the yeah, best definitely. Some little dickhead always know you throughout the week. Right, throughout oh, the week. Oh, I did, yeah. And that was your, that was you knew that at the end of the week... I'm going to get you, you little bastard. Oh, I, I'm, I'm going to get, get you. you. Oh, I have yeah. you. And literally, it was one of the lads, I think he's in Australia now, he knows who he is. <laughs> and he, he literally wound me up one of this, this year, right? And he wound me up. And I was dressed as Donald Daffy Duck or Donald Duck one of these years. And he literally kicked the shit of me, right? When I was dressed as Donald Duck. So I knew, what a fight was coming up. I am going to get you back, you little fuck. So well, it was, it was literally... You had an excuse, and you had so like you threw a water a water bomb a little bit harder at him. You made sure well, you, yeah, you got, you got him in the face. You know what I yeah. mean? But we always had a way of doing it, Kev. Do you remember how we started the water fight? Go on. We used to make them all stand at. We spoke That's about shelters before, right? We used to make them stand at the shelters. As if, right, we're going to start by everybody standing here, and we'd either be on the roof of the shelters or whatever, and we would literally drench them but straight away. Um, parents wouldn't allow that to happen now. Like, it'd have to be all oh, health and safety God. shit. Oh, and Jesus, it'd yeah. have to be vetted, vetted by guard of vetting. It was literally a pile of, what, 16, 17-year-olds looking after 11, 12-year-olds. Yeah. It was literally yeah, it was. Yeah. And... Not just to kind of plant the seed for something for next week's episode, Kev. Do you remember when we were leaders of the summer camp? I came back from my trip to America. We'll leave it at that. We'll not mention what I was really? doing because really? you hate me talking about it. I wonder what you were doing uh, over there. I know. It's just, it was just a trip. And I asked you a question. I did, you did ask me a question, yes. I asked you a question about did something count or not? So I did, yeah. Right. And that's something we're definitely going to talk about next week. All right. So okay. we'll have a laugh about that next week. I'm sure people might, when we say what next week's episode is about, people might start to put two and two together now. Okay? Ridiculous. But you remember that, yeah? It yeah. was ridiculous. But you're looking at really the, 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 the naivety and the innocence of Mr. Pickering. Exactly. Hey, and I'm still like that to this day, so I am. But listen, that was good being leaders, Kev. But the crack we used to have when we were the kids at the summer. Oh, yeah. Um, Unbelievable. Torn Village. That was that the name? Torn Village. That we used to Torn Village. Torn Village. Yeah. Torn Village. And there was a swimming pool. There was a swimming pool in it. There was a, a fun factory in it. 
uh, it was I think it was called the Coca Cola Slide in the Fun Factory. Uh, it was mayhem. It was like one of those vertical drop uh, slides. Now, it probably was I don't know how many feet tall. It's something probably you'd see in uh, what do you call it? Yeah. What's that place down in the town now? Not fun or bollocks. What's that place there on the Coast Road? What place? Down the Coast Road. Pirates, oh, uh, Pirates Den. Pirates Den. Yeah. 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 See, this, this is the joys of having kids. We're actually meant to know where, what that place is called. Um, so we are here. But no, I'll tell you what, though, right? That was, we used to go away on trips, right? But I remember, Kev, we went swimming one time. Uh, no, I didn't go swimming because to this day I still can't swim. But I remember being at the swimming pool. But did something happen to you one time, Kev? It's probably so why I'm so good with my tongue and I can turn my tongue inside out uh, and turn my flip my tongue the way I can flip it. Uh, I was in the pool, in Yuri's pool, and whatever was happening, we were having a crack. And one of the lads went under the water, that dove under the water, whatever. And I was kind of looking at him, oh, where is he? Where is he? I don't know. For some reason, I had my tongue hanging out. Okay. <laughs> and he came up and he hit the bottom of my chin and he split my tongue open like, and there was blood, bloody everywhere. Brought to Loud Hospital because I was split open. Uh, and I think they glued my tongue. There was two holes in my tongue, and I think they glued it up, did something to it anyway. But yeah, it was horrible. Wow. The, um, so that's why the girls all love your tongue. Wow, two holes in it. Holy hell, Kev. Well, not anymore. I don't have any holes. Just holes in the nipple now. Just holes in the nipple, yeah. And Jesus, we'll definitely be talking about that. So we will. Well, look, come here. Before I tell one of two stories about when we were kids, right? The games we used to play. When we, you know, like the sporty games and all that kind of stuff. I only ever got introduced to these games at summer camp. One was Olympic handball, which I thought was like the greatest sport ever, running around and throwing the ball at each other, right? But another violent remember game. uni hockey? Yeah, but remember uni hockey or uni hock or whatever you press it? Uni hockey. Another that violent was game. Violent. <laughs> that was violent. Like, so it was literally, like you said, if parents had kids now doing these games, they simply wouldn't let them do it. No. So they wouldn't, hey? But we were country boys, Kev. We were country fellas. You know what I mean? Like, we were able to take an old hit from a stick. So we were. Wouldn't worry about it. Too it wasn't much. really a stick. It was more like a wabbing pint, a wabbing pipe, pipe, but <laughs> like a, with a bit of a base on it. Like, it wasn't like a fancy. It was. It, it yeah. wasn't. It was lethal. Like, it was. Uh, like, if you could have broken an ankle, it definitely could have cut yourself open. Oh, there's a shadow of a doubt. Hey, but look, we used to do treasure hunts. As part, now, this was handy for the leaders because it meant we were out of our way and we were out walking the main roads of Dalvor and Dramiskin. Which again, again has yeah. safety. <laughs> has safety, right? <laughs> but I remember there was a treasure hunt one time, right? And one of the clues was something about, like, a stone of colour will make you find the next clue or something like that, right? And in the middle of Dalvor, obviously, we have a church and we also have a graveyard, obviously, okay? So yeah. I took this meaning, right, of a colourful stone that I have to go into the graveyard and take a stone off a grave that's of colour. So those green ones. One of those green ones, and that's what it was. So I went over to my own family grave and I took one of the stones and was all like, hey, sure what, we were like 10 or something. Like I was like blessing myself, going, I'm sorry, I need it for a treasure hunt. And tucking away, and I remember coming back and Mickey Reed was one of the leaders and he looked at me and he goes, where the hell did you get that? And I was like, off the grave. And he was like, that's not what the clue is, you idiot. It was literally just like a stone on the road, not a stone of the bloody grave. Um, but again, as you said, Kev, I was an innocent fellow, wasn't I? Very innocent. Very, Very innocent. There was one, like, 
my house wouldn't be would be quite far away from the community centre as a child. And one of the times, the childhood ended up more or less at my house. Because, <laughs> it was far. You know I mean? It was very far. You know I mean, like this is where the this is where the treasure hunt led. Like this was this wasn't like four hundred meters away from the community centre. This was probably five cross three and a half k. Yeah, just... Where do you think I live? No, but you know, if you turn on one of them crossroads, doesn't it take you around by your house or something? No. I always remember going like as far as the crossroads or something, taking a turn and ending up like, Jesus, there's like somebody's house that we know. It's like, what the hell? We're like a million miles away. Again, Kev, oh, it's right. health and safety. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, you up, and you, at one stage, you go up to the five crossroads. One stage, you go down to my house, which was like, yeah. <laughs> I'd say from point to point, it was probably 6K. Literally, these kids are wrecked. Yeah. Home. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we were. We, I remember us doing yeah. it, for God's sake. Uh, Kev, what was the one common trend from our first few episodes about me? What in every episode have I said that I did? You've, you've fallen in love every time. Yeah, Kev, you'll never guess what. Not another one. I have another one for you. I have another one. This is just getting bad now at this stage, right? So, this is when we were... The kids, thank God, not a leader, because that would be very wrong if I was falling in love when I was one of the leaders. So I was one of the kids at it. It was the last summer camp we went to. So we would have been like 11 going 12 or maybe just gone 12 because we were obviously heading to secondary school after us. And one of the leaders who, so we'll call her Sarah, because that might actually have been her name. I'm not even sure. She was probably oh, 18. Nah, no, we'll stick with that. I think I'm pretty sure her real name. Nothing happened, obviously, because she would have been in jail. Like, But... um. She was like 17, 18, 19. I don't know, whatever age leaders were back then. And, uh, oh, I was adamant. I was 12 years old, Kev, but this girl, Jesus, she loved me. I had a note and everything wrote out that I was going to hand up. And then I was going to... Who was she? That's her name was Sarah. I know Sarah. I know Sarah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but I can't... Yeah, I, I, when I'm saying I can't remember her last name, obviously I can, um, but like, yeah, Sarah. Um, and I was adamant. Oh yeah, this girl. Yeah, she was a good-looking girl. She was. Yeah. So I don't know. No, roll out for um, probably about three or four, eight, four pages long, declaring me love. Um, but you look at isn't that not the whole fun, Kev? You know what I mean? Like once again, pickle. I don't have to interrupt. She was from Dramiskin, Pickle. She was absolutely from Dramiskin, Kev. Yes, that is correct. So it That's is. Fun. Oh, and somebody That's said fun. this in a message, uh, slagging you off when you said that our former great teacher, who is now. The principal of Dramiskin. It turns out there's a Dramiskin lady who is the principal of Davor, and I don't even know who it is. She didn't tell me. She just said that there is a principal of Davor School now from Dramiskin. So, um, swings and roundabouts, my man. Swings and roundabouts. Just on the Davor Dramiskin thing, pickle. Yes. Most people aren't going to get this, okay? But think of Manchester United versus Liverpool. Think of Barcelona versus. Real Madrid. Think of the uh, dog against Drogheda. Or think, think of, of think of bare knuckle fighting. Right? How much they batter each other. It wasn't. It wasn't El Clasico. It was El Colchio. Oh, El Colchio. It was literally. It was. Like Dava had what? What do we have, Pickle? As you said, we had a church and we had a graveyard and we had two pubs. Yes. Right. And they weren't even in Dava. though on the edge, scared to Dava. Dramiskin thought they were great. They had the community center. They, had, they didn't even have a community center. They, they, they had two shops. Yeah, that was uh, it. A pub. A pub. And what else? The, they had the GA page. Oh, la-dee-da. La-dee-da. But, Pickle, can you tell me the parish name, Pickle? 
the parish, my good man, Kev, the parish is Davo. So it is. The parish of Davo. So everybody so from Dramiskin, we own you. We own you. <laughs> you live in Dramiskin right now, everybody from Davo owns your ass. So to do. Simple as that. Uh, and plus, all the best Joe's players were always from uh, Davo. Apart from Larry Mulligan. Always. Actually, Gary Kinnan. Jesus, I can actually name a few. No, yeah, most of them are from Davo. Um, Derek Mulligan. Yeah. Skid Riley. Yeah, I think we might have gone to the rabbit hole there. It was split 50-50, let's just say that. Um, so it was, but yeah, Kev, summer camps, like, you know what I mean? Like, they don't do them anymore, I don't think. I remember I once went to one in uh, the De La Salle. I don't know what age it was. I went to one in De La Salle. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ, hey, the fields. In there. But it wasn't a normal, but it wasn't even normal. It was, I remember doing, not fancy dress, but it was, oh, not, What's it, what's it not arts and crafts? What's I that did thing? drama. Preaching drama. Yeah, drama. Preaching drama. Yeah. 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 At one stage, we had, we for whatever reason, we did the the Guinness ad. Remember, pigs can fly. Wow, Kev, was I like right beside you just because I did the exact same ad? Well, I think I was the pig. I think I actually was the pig. Yeah, probably well, because the flu tr- we went. Yeah, I think I, I, I run across chairs and I like. Yeah, oh. Jesus and Christ, like, that's fucking yeah. it. Yeah. So it is. Yeah, 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 that's it. Oh my God, yeah, that's mad. So there's another thing that we did. Fucking hell, I, I thought I didn't even think I did that with you. Obviously, we did. <laughs> Man, the memories just keep rolling back in, Kev. Happy days, boy. Um, I suppose that's everything for uh, for summer camps. If anybody went for yeah. summer camps, I'm sure we, we, as guys, we are talking bits, dribs and drabs about these things. More stuff will probably come back to our heads yeah. as we, as you see now, about as, as the Dallas exactly. Hour. Uh, so if you do, if you do have any stories about summer camps, get them in, and if anything involves us, get them in. Exactly. Too. Remember, you can get us on the email, the Kevin Pickle Show at gmail.com. You can catch us on Instagram as well, so you can the Kevin Pickle Show. Okay. So, folks, it's that time of the show. It's where we give local companies a shout out. So, if you want a shout out, get in touch with us. Also, if you want us to become brand ambassadors, that's also cool too. Guys, we haven't become brand ambassadors for anyone yet, so be the first. Pickle, take it away. Well, Kev, I have to head into town. The wife is after giving me a shopping list. I'm going to have to go to so many different shops trying to get everything that she needs. Wait, what's on it? Oh, where do we start, mate? I have to get some paint. I have to get a new shower head. I have to get hinges for a press that I accidentally broke. I have to get a new frying pan, a couple of mouse traps, and then I have to get a new hose as well because with the summer months coming, no doubt I'm the one that's going to be washing the car. So don't be so stupid. So call into the shop that has everything from a needle to an ankle. The one and only Holland's Hardware, Park Street Dundalk. That's right, Holland's Hardware, Park Street Dundalk has all your household supplies including cold bungers that can be delivered to your door. Call into Holland's Hardware today. Okay, folks, now we're going to have a chat with Andrew Donnelly from Dalgan Boxing Club, Dundalk and Dundalk Sports Recovery. Uh, found out boxing coach, fitness coach, sports therapist and box fit drill sergeant. How are you, Anto? How are you, gents? Not bad. Thanks Not for so joining bad. us, Anto. A very first guest, Anto. A very first guest. And can you just tell us, how did the club come about? The boxing? Yeah. yeah well, I would have boxed when I was 14 to 17 in Redeemer Boxing Club in the early to mid-80s. Uh, an uncle of mine coached there, so he, he dragged me in. 
So I got involved there. I love boxing then. It's probably the only sport I actually got involved in as a teenager, which some people might find uh, a wee bit odd. And then continued my boxing career uh, when I joined the Defence Forces when I was 17. Happy days. Very good. Nice. <laughs> me, me and Kev have had your uh, have been on the end of your coaching anyway um, so we have so we know exactly what you like Anto two successful stories yeah. <laughs> how, would you, how would you describe your coaching technique though Anto so people that haven't been down to uh, the boxing club how would you describe your coaching hmm. technique uh, good question I think everybody's different everybody likes to be technical coaches and you have to bring your own personality to the coaching arena you have to see everybody as individuals, even though you may be working on a, a large group at that particular time. So everybody has their own strengths and weaknesses. And you, if you have the, the mentality of you never, as a coach, you never stop learning, well, mm-hmm. you just keep evolving as a coach yourself. You keep making your mistakes. You keep learning from them. Sometimes you make the mistake again. But that's, been, that's part of being a human being in sport. And you, you don't know it all, and you never will know it all, but you try your best. Hey, look, I don't you, take, you just, yeah, you, you have to keep. No, I was just gonna say like that's it. You have to keep evolving, like you know what I mean. If you you don't want to be stale, and um, when it comes to something like this, because everybody that comes through the door is always going to be that little bit different. So yeah, they're like, going to come in with their own their own strengths and weaknesses and their own problems, and they're near enough a counselor sometimes, you know. So um, well, that's part of that's yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, Anto. Like, obviously, with COVID and everything that's happening at the minute, between like, between mm. yourself not being able to do your classes, you know what I mean, gyms not mm. being open and stuff like that. Like, something that I'm big into is mental health. So, like, if for what you do, I've been to you when I haven't been writing ahead at all and tucking it on the punch bags, which has helped <laughs> no end. Um, but no, but like that's just me. Like, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, nearly, broke, had, I think you nearly broke your hand, pickle. I think I did. I was punching with the gloves on. Um, but no, like Anto, in regards to mental health, like, what do you think this type of a box fit, or even just getting into it in general, has that benefit in relation to mental health? <clears throat> yes, as you say, most fitness class, you know, they'll have different aspects. You know, whether it be muscle endurance or cardio or weight loss, all gyms will be selling their own classes to to provide certain benefits. But it's interesting, we, we started the Boxford class maybe 15, 16 years ago, and it was to get people involved in the club who never box, who probably never will box, but can use boxing training. There's a reason why boxers are trim and fit and have low yeah. body fat percentage and have a high cardio um, endurance. It's because of the training they do. So if you can actually allow individuals who never boxed and the layman on the street to avail of that training, uh, you have a healthier pop. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no fair play. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Now, on on the end of the mental, on the mental fitness yeah. and the and the mental welfare, uh, it's it's a, it's a bit coincidental that you're asking me this because uh, recently we launched um, a research paper as myself and um, Dr. Susan Kent, who's a research nice. for the the health service, and it was based on it should be out in for dissemination soon enough when we get the full data analysis done. But it was majorly done by Susan, who's excellent in that field. And we were looking at how do box fit classes and the likes, especially in boxing clubs in low socioeconomic areas, which 90% of boxing clubs are located in, yeah. how does that um, offer benefits health-wise to 
the clientele that come in and do the evening classes or the morning class or whatever, because mm-hmm. it's something that's run by boxing clubs, but it's not seen from an overall health perspective from the government or health service alike. And we're standalone there as such in low socioeconomic areas. So we're, we're really in the trenches with the vulnerable groups that need it. And we're providing the service. And it's not really seen that by the general public. And what's coming out of the research is that the number one reason why someone's going to get involved in a box fit class is for mental stability, the yeah. mental health, the de-stress. And that's the main one. Not weight loss not cardiovascular fitness, not muscle endurance, mental welfare. Yeah, they're all, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, that the government never look at it that way, aren't they, unfortunately? So they don't no. click. Um, which is, a, a, especially with the way the world is in the minute, um, everybody needs that bit of a release. And look, it can be done with lower numbers. It can be done in a completely sterile, safe way. You know what I mean? Like, so it can, but should it won't even give you the opportunity of trying. You know what I mean? So, like, that's the biggest issue at the minute. Yes, absolutely. It'll be interesting to see what research comes out of the lockdowns of, of the total effect and yeah. it has on population health generally and whether it was worth it in the long run in relation to the social distancing and lack of uh, fitness facilities because people need that need that stress reliever. Some people go down to the pub of a Friday for that release. Some people yeah. go and play the game of darts. Somebody, some people come in and punch a bag. Yeah, but we exactly. definitely need to release somewhere. And we probably won't see it for years to come on to, to be honest. There probably will be a longer thing than just a when this when the when the lockdown stops, I think it'll be a longer Oh, it'll last longer than COVID. Yeah. yeah, it'll take longer than oh, just absolutely. the COVID time. Yeah. Because so, what's happening well, yeah, what well, what'll tend to happen now with, with the COVID, um when it comes into legislation and has come into legislation because you can't do this and you can't do that, uh, behaviour changes. Mm-hmm. So if you have oh, changes in relation yeah. to social distancing and so forth, um, it's going to be hard to sort of re- rewire them again. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah, I wouldn't even have thought, yeah, that's, that is very valid. I wouldn't even have thought of it that side of it. Um, yeah, they're going to be that used to it yeah. that, uh, that there's going to be a fear factor there for a period of time to come. It won't be just till COVID's over. I think it, it'll be a long last and there'll be, there'll be something that'll be long lasting there. Nobody's going to get the shift in the Middle East. <laughs> no, it'll be a while before you get the shift and release. So, well, okay, wouldn't worry about that side of it, though, Anto. Never had it. <laughs> Never had it, of course not. Anto, you were saying there with where the boxing club is and stuff like that. The boxing club itself, Anto, some of these young boys and girls might come from, say, from an under, underprivileged background or the trade, mm. traveling community. Uh, yes. Why do you think it benefits kids and to those type of kids, especially? Okay, yes, uh, amateur boxing is a strange one. Amateur boxing is our most successful Olympic sport. Mm-hmm. So every four years, the Irish population gets, gets around the television and normally the, the expectation is fairly high of the boxers. They're normally yeah. the ones that come home yeah. with the medals around the neck, you know. So, um, but generally there's a stigma attached to amateur boxing. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have the money men behind it and I like the differentiate between that and the pro game of entertainment business of pro boxing, which is totally different. Totally different people involved in it. Amateur boxing with people that are setting up clubs on their own in their own little area, trying to keep kids off the street. The vast majority of them are in there and they're doing it for nothing, right? For the yeah. love of the sport and the next champion to come in. That's what keeps you going. But the good thing about it is, again, we're situated in low socioeconomic areas, so it's easily accessible uh, to those at-risk groups. Whether it be, yeah. it's a it's a great sport for kids. We get kids, many kids coming in with ADs, intellectual disabilities coming in who struggle to get into a team sport. 
Yeah. So the social so, aspect of there is there for them. So when they come in, they do what they can do. So there's no expectations of what they can do, but they do develop their own skill set while they're within the club environment. And they're, they're not been prejudged and they're not expecting to be picked for anything. They're enjoying that, yeah. that, that scenery yeah. and, and, and there's the same as every other member in the club. Same with, uh, there is only one sport that the travelling community are involved in. They're not amateur boxing. Yeah. That, that's it. That's exactly it, yeah. So it is, like. Uh, and look, some of the best Irish people have come from amateur boxing. Should look at Katie Taylor now, like. You know what I mean? Like, sure, there's she a reason why she won so many gold Absolutely. medals. Yeah, she, yeah. You know what I mean? she is literally a role model, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, yeah. whatever you are. She is literally an Irish hero who's out there dominating the world in her own sport, which, of course, as we know, and is still and, and, and still doesn't get the accolades. Absolutely that she, not. That she so deserves she purely because, number one, it's boxing, and yeah. number two, she's female. Yeah. 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 Which is which wrong. It's definitely because if, if you imagined, if you had an Irish boxer, that was doing what she was doing. It would be just a uh, mailbox, you mean? Yeah, 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 mailbox. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you see that in sports around the world. Yeah, you see that many sports around the world. You'll see Coke Park filled for an for a male final, and yeah, a sparse crowd for a female final. You're going to yeah, which is wrong. It should be it should be leveled. You look at the All Ireland for the All Ireland ladies final. There's three finals on and one goal. Like it's the junior, the intermediate, and the and the senior final. There might be what. 10,000, 15,000 in the mm. ground. And, and probably, and the tickets are probably 20 euro a pop. That's I how mean, you're talking to. Yeah, that's unfortunately, know, that's how society it, sees it. Yeah, and it's a 100 euro ticket for an All Ireland men's final, and yeah. the place is full, you know, on a normal year. Yeah, on a normal year, yeah. And, yeah, and I don't like these kids coming in. How do you keep your passion going to, like, to train the next kid? Like, they might fall away or they might give it up because they're getting a wee bit older. But where does your passion come from to train these young kids that, that? as in try to get the next champion, you know? I would love to get the answer to that myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's why it's, you keep going. If you keep going, you, you know, you do reach a stage where you, you question, you know, and today's society is an awful lot to do with it. It's not like it was in the 80s where you didn't have that much to be doing, that you had boxing, or it's not as if you're in Cuba where you don't yeah. have high society things or, or, or the luxuries of modern life. You, you'll stick with your boxing. You're dealing with kids that have playstations, they've, they've, they've entertainment in every room of the house. Ma- Mammy's still looking after them well into their 20s. That's, <laughs> that's society we're in today. But, you know, it, it doesn't take much to put their nose out of joint. When it does get tough, a lot of them will leave. When they come in 16 or 17, you'll, you'll struggle to have a boxer at 16 and 17 that has been there at 11. I always say to the coaches, give me 10, 17-year-olds that's never boxed. But don't give me yeah. 10, 11, 10, 11 year olds who are Irish champions because only one of them is going to be there at 17. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You get them in at that age. You get them in at that age. It's a lot of sports. Why do you think that? Is it, is it drink? Yes. Different, different, yeah, different. Drink. Yeah. yeah. Walk. The opposite sex. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Shocking that. Yes. I can't believe that for a second. So yeah, no, no. It wouldn't have the influence like that. But that's what it is. <laughs> All parts of life. All parts of their life start looking for that time and energy that the coach needs with them for them to fulfill the potential. Yeah. Some of them make it, some of them don't, but you can only do your best. You cannot control what they do at home and the street, whatever. You can only control what exactly. the time that they spend with you in yeah. the club. We try to give them the bigger picture and hopefully we'll get through to one or two of them. 
but it's uh, it's entirely up to themselves. It's an individual sport. And it is disheartening as a coach when you have a boxer from 11 who has really shown potential and improved year on year. It may not have won anything, but yeah. definitely has the attitude, mm-hmm. the doggedness to improve and reach elite level at 18, 19. And then all of a sudden at 17, they're only torn up once a week and he's on the slide then, which yeah, is a shame. Oh, we've gone. seen it. Yeah. We've seen it year in, year out. Unbelievable. And I don't, you moved on to the box, like you had the box fit there going as well, uh, more or less straight after uh, the guys come in uh, for boxing training. Like you might have 40, 50 people uh, training hard, following your direction, following your methods, uh, apart from the girls in the tight leggings, uh, of course. Aren't they? Like what motivation like, do you see? Like when you're standing in the ring, like roaring and shouting at these people that more or less to move their arse, and like I've been in the receiving end of it, like move Kevin. Like, what, yeah. what motivation do you see like 40, 50 people 40, yeah. 50 people standing in front of you following you, Anto, you know? Uh, my own motivation to get them motivated. Yeah, like you, you, you're you seeing 40, 50 people mm. standing there. Of all ages doing... as well. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like the, the good thing is, is, yeah, it ranges from 14 to 65 yeah. in the one class yeah. in relation to age. That's, it. that's, a, that's yeah. one hell of, a, of an age range to actually do the same class. Yeah. And yet the good thing about it is, number one is you don't get bored because we change the classes every night. You won't yeah. do the same same structured class uh, two nights in a row. The good thing about it is it's social. You're coming along and because even if somebody's brave enough to come in on their own, right? Um, and you shouldn't be dependent on anybody else coming because eventually you'll, you'll get to enjoy it yourself. You, you'll make friends there. Nobody's judgmental. You, you compete with yourself on the night. But it's very difficult to come in there and not put the effort in when there's another 49 people there doing the same yeah. thing you're doing. That's, yeah. that's the catalyst. Hide. That's the catalyst, yeah. Yeah, there's no hiding place. Yeah, you're right, Ken, no. there. Like, there's no hiding place. You know what I mean? And there's plenty of mirrors. Yeah. And the mirrors... Well, well, if there is, Zanto will find you. Well, the mirrors are there, <laughs> and, it's not the, and it's not to fix my hair. Yeah. <laughs> but you'd definitely find anybody slacking any of you, Anto, so you would. And oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah, hands. yeah. Definitely is, eh? It definitely is. <laughs> and, like, Andrew, not just physically, what benefits do you think your trainer brings to the party? You know we were talking about mental health. But I see a lot of clubs, like the Gaelic teams and soccer teams, coming to you. Like, mm. you know I mean, they do the after training. Like, I think I think the Gales did. I think there was uh, the Joes did it at one stage. I think a northern team came down to you. Like, these teams are going on to win championships or coming close yeah. to win a championship this season. Like, in a season, do you think it's camaraderie and that team mentality of yeah, what we bring in relation club, to the cross? Know? Yeah, the box fit sessions for teams. Yeah, they're very successful. Yeah. Uh, over the last number of years, we've been doing them from north and south. And what we do is we offer them to come in for an hour, an hour and a half for the full squad. And it's a different environment. First of all, they come into a different environment. Everybody, no matter male or female, always fancy punching a bag or being in that yeah. sort of boxing arena environment. Yeah, it sort of makes you feel a little bit better in yourself. So regardless of fitness levels, we train them. There'll be one or two coaches on that particular night. We train them, walk the socks off them like they've never been walked before. And the real number one is to find out how fit they are. And number two is because there's no hiding, hiding place, we tend to tap into the mental fitness side. See, most teams get let down on the final day by mental fitness, not the physical fitness. So we always come at the angle of mental fitness. A vast majority of my, my sessions are mental fitness oriented in relation to boxers. So why wouldn't it be the same with box fitness? Exactly, because I'm yeah. always driving you yeah. that particular way. And allowing you to believe, allowing you to develop mentally so you actually have self-efficacy. I can do this. I'm not afraid to go running now anymore because I know I can do this. 
I'm not afraid to do press-ups at home. So it's allowing them to believe in themselves that they can actually change. So if you can give them that leg up, that's how we do it. Brilliant. And look, that's once a team has that, you know what I mean, it drives them oh, to championships, great. like Kev said. So it yeah. does, like, you know what I mean? It's it does, half the battle. It does go so on to the pitch. It does follow them on to the pitch, absolutely. And like then you we you went into they say the contenders and when they're so me and Pickle got involved there so like we didn't I to be honest I didn't know you did the box with classes like uh, at all I never even heard of it until we got involved in the the contender like there's probably people out there in the dark region and they probably still don't know you did box with mm. classes but the contender kind of opens it up to a different clientele you know like the south like. Like me and Pickle, we probably never even tried mm. getting into boxing ring before until we actually were told to get into one by self <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I always yeah. wanted to punch you, though, Kev. I always wanted to punch you. Yeah, the so, contender, right. the contender uh, shows, um, or a white-collar show that we've done probably 12, 14 years now. And and myself and, and a very good friend of mine who passed away a couple of years ago was uh, Jim O'Connor from Lodge, a big Dalgan man. Could give it many years at Dalgan Boss Club I was one of yeah. our main coaches and uh, he was the real pillar of that club along with myself but he fair play to Jim when he was doing that and um, we raised a serious amount of money for charities for various charities every year and give people the opportunity to come in everybody's like, I always wanted to be a contender and to come into that atmosphere that Las yeah. Vegas atmosphere where you're coming in with your ring music you did six weeks training the same as everybody else your nerves are ratchet your stomach's torn yeah. you're going in and you have your your music on and you're doing three one and a half minute rounds and regardless whether you win or lose regardless of the result once you get into that ring that night you're a winner you're a winner because well, there's a thousand people outside who think they could do it exactly and none of them do it so they don't Blanto. I think the biggest, no, Ke- the biggest problem was, Kev, that's, I have one question for you Anto, this is linked to me and Kev's <laughs> fight I to this day still maintain that that fight was a draw and I've watched it so many times you were ringside were you happy with that result that Kev the won the result. I know but I'm only asking I don't know it's me, just it was that a... I just it was the brown envelope Kevin gave me that's all I can say I had a feeling that had to be high. I had a feeling it was a bigger round envelope than I gave it. It was, yes. Yours was a bar one docket. Yours was a bar one docket. Yeah, it, no, the yeah. it did. Uh, yeah, the tip loss as well as with it. Um, I know, but it was uh, brilliant. People, I think the, the most nerve wracking part of it, uh, I'd, I'd recommend anyone do it. I think mm. being around the club, uh, I, people ask me, would you do it? I goes, I've done it. Like, uh, it is the most nerve ner- wracking part of it all. Like the training's the training's grand, the, train, the training's hard, the boxing is unbelievable, but the walking is the most scary mm. part of the whole lot. It's walking into the people, yeah. and once you enter the ring, you kind of just go, okay, right, I've done the training, I know what I have to yes. do, but the walking was the hardest part. I yes, but it, it, it's an experience you'll never forget. Oh, never. And you dressed like a woman, Kev, when you did it. You know what I mean? That's probably why it was I, a hard I, ring walk, well, you was, dressed like a woman. Well, it was probably the, ch- the only opportunity you did get to do that legally. Yeah, exactly. I've done it. I've done it many times. <laughs> Good man, Kev, and you won't ever stop doing it. No, and then last year, Anto, you moved, you progressed again. You opened up a new facility in Dundalk, mm. the first and only recovery room in Dundalk. Uh, people might know, but can you tell the benefits of crazy cryotherapy? <clears throat> yes, uh, and say ice therapy. Yes, we brought. We opened up. To, we decided to invest in when we. Ex- we expect, uh, extended the club, have a new extension onto the club, 
and we invested some of that money in that we, we added on to, to, to the grant that we did get. We added on money ourselves. And unfortunately, COVID came and sort of put us in a precarious position. So we have the Dundalk Sports Recovery Unit, which is a state-of-the-art facility. It's the only one in County Loud. And it's there and it's open each evening. When we're reopened again, when we get to go ahead from the government, we'll reopen again. And what we have, we have a, a cryo spa, which is a set of four degrees. You spend eight minutes in that. You have your sauna facilities, your dressing room facilities. You have, you can book sports massages on site if you, if you book uh, prior to arriving. So you book your hour for 15 euros. If a team comes, they get it at a reduced rate. And we can cater for full squads. You have recovery boots there that does lymphatic drainage for the legs after tough training sessions. And you have your hot tubs as well. So there's plenty of stretching area with back rollers and so forth as well. So it's a full recovery hour, which is just as important as your training. If you're serious about your sport, yeah. that's really what you should be incorporating into your training week. Brilliant. Now that's some job. Hey? Yeah, no, no, I've done, done that the, the cryo, uh, that cryo chamber kind of water. I, no, I literally thought I got frost, but but I, I wasn't, I wasn't too bad in the end. But like, and with like the, the ice therapy itself, like I, I think Vim Hoff method or something like that's coming on at the minute. I'm doing this cold, cold shower yes. therapy as well at the minute. But it is, it, it seems to be this cold. It's, it's really taken off again. I think people kind of forgot about it. Oh yes, yes. I mean, it was a bit of a niche yeah, for a little oh, while. Oh, yes. And it's really bad it, again. It should be bad because it really have a lot, a lot of athletes, whether it be runners and cyclists and swimmers and, and Gaelic football or soccer, boxers, whatever, they tend to train and they think that if we train hard for five out of seven days, that's, that's me and me optimum fitness. Well, in fact, it isn't because it's your recovery between the, fit, the training sessions. That's the essential part. You can actually become unfit if you overtrain and you end up, your performance is lacking and below par purely because you didn't allow uh, recovery time. Super. And just before we let you go, because two small mm. questions. Who do you think was the best boxer to walk in the door of Dalgan Boxing Club, apart from, say, yourself, of course, but who do you think was better? Like, oh, I know, oh, me. <laughs> I know <there's> a... <laughs> I'm here too. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, but I won, Pickle. Best boxer to walk in the door of Dalgan. Mm. A lot of boxers that were, that were excellent boxers didn't achieve the full potential. Our first senior champion was Eugene McEnany, the first Dundalk man ever to win a national senior title, ever in the history of the sport. And he won two in a row. And uh, again, he never won anything as a juvenile. So he's up there as an extremely technical boxer, uh, against all odds, I might add. Uh, Stephen Broaders, numerous, and a, a numerous Irish mm -hmm. title holder, and a twice elite, twice elite finalist. Again, didn't reach his full potential. I think there was a lot more. Stephen was definitely an Olympian. His sister Amy has won four European goals. Oh, right, so she's up there. Whatever. <laughs> but there was, there was kids that came through who didn't get the rubber of the green or whatever that were except, technically exceptional. And, but just for one reason or another, just didn't. Uh, another exceptional was Tommy O'Connor. Tommy O'Connor from Lordship was Jim's son. Tommy, yeah. exceptional yeah. technician. And through injuries and so forth, whatever, just struggled to get to that elite stage. But definitely had uh, had that potential. Um, who would I go? The fact that the fact that he was the first one, I'd say Eugene. Yeah. And he had no Brilliant. juvenile Brilliant. boxing experience, really of note, under his belt, and yet yet he achieved what many many failed to achieve before. Happy days. Oh. And then, Anto, 
at the minute, there's a lot of boxing going on at the minute. Um, what do you call it? Joshua Fury and stuff like that. I'd be, I'd be a bit of more of a Fury side. I don't think Joshua can take a punch, much of a punch. But who do you think is the best pound-for-pound pound boxer at the minute? Best pound-for-pound boxer at the minute? Um, I was a big fan of Mayweather, but then again, when you're picking your, your opponents and your, your boxing likes, yeah. of McGregor, likes of McGregor, <laughs> uh, he went down the ladder a bit for me. Uh, none of the heavyweights are up there. I think uh, Usek is probably the closest. But I think the best operator, and he and he's not unbeaten, is uh, Vasily Lomachenko. Brilliant, yeah, yeah. If you want to teach a kid, yeah, if you want to teach a kid how boxing should be done, put a video of him on. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, no, I'm a fan of Usyk. I have to say, I think if he uh, if he keeps developing, he might come close. Um, mm. So he will. He's something different. You know what I mean? He's a bit different from your usual yeah. Joshua and Fury. Usual and that's who he is. There, absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, ju- he just brings that. But yeah, no, Anto, that's class, man. Um, thanks so much for joining us. To- <laughs> so, really appreciate it. Hey, Anto, before yeah. you go, when everything when, when opens up, Anto, come here, just give everyone a quick share. Right? Everything opens back up and somebody wants to know where they can find you. Give a quick share out to yourself there, Anto. Yeah, you can just get us on. Uh, Anthony Donnelly on the Boxfit page on Facebook or you can get us on Instagram Brilliant Listen Anto thanks so much man and literally I honestly love the training it killed me but it was the best thing I've ever done sporting in my life and it's all down to yourself man Good so stuff. I want to say a huge thanks well, thank you myself very much. Anyway. My pleasure My pleasure gents Cheers Anto Take care Stay safe Bye bye Kev, will you give me a second, hey, before we start going on to the next part, which is just a kind of little chat about you clubs, I did what you did in a previous episode. I had to, I have to correct myself about something I said earlier on. Now, okay. the quote that I was mentioning that your honorary sports guy, Mr. Clough, did, it was, the exact quote was, if God had wanted us to play football in the clouds, he'd have put grass up there. That was the there quote that he said. I got a little bit mixed up, but yeah. You club stuff, Kev. So, well, obviously, my you club days were all based around what sport, Kev? I won. What sport do you think I won? Could, could yeah. Basketball, I, uh, uni hockey. Yeah, no, basketball. Yeah, so it was. So, look, and I spent my whole you club time and fun playing basketball, obviously, okay? But there's other stuff that we have to talk about, right? I want to ask you a question, Kev. Do you remember the pull off tracksuits? Oh, the Adidas ones. Yes, I remember oh, them. Jesus. I remember the girls used to wear them in. And obviously, we've touched on this many times. We didn't get near any of them. But Jesus, when they had the tracks pulled off, it was always funny to look at from afar, not being creepy. Um, but yeah, and, and actually, look, that was all fun. So it was like, but Kev, you didn't get up to much bowl at the U Club, did you? I wasn't allowed to get up to anything bowl at the U Club because my family ran the bloody thing. So if I did anything out of the ordinary, my mother would be finding out about it. My father would be finding out about it. Like two of my aunts ran it and an uncle of mine ran the youth club. So literally, I could do nothing. No wonder I never got a shift at the youth club because literally, they would have found out everything. Right. I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Okay. okay. Now, you can, you can ask me back if you want. Right. Let's just name whoever this is, right? Kev. Uh-huh. Yes. Give give me one girl that you always wanted to shift at the U Club. See, no, Pickle, this isn't right because uh, let's be honest, I've mentioned this person before. 
I, 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 I'm I very forgetful, Kev. Okay. Um, sh- I, sh- I, I, her name is, would possibly be Emily. Would that be right, Pickle? Well, I don't know. You tell me, Kev. Um, yes, it would be Emily, yes. Ah, very good. That's cool. I'm sure we were talking about Emily last week. I wonder if she um right back this week. We'll have to find out later. <laughs> um, so we will. Ah, cool. Oh, that's all right, Kev. That's all right. But, but um, someone got in the way, Pickle. Do you remember? Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I do. Um, I think we'll come back to that one. We will. We'll come back to that. Uh, maybe after the ad break. Um, hint, hint. Um, right. So, Kev, <laughs> very good, very good. Yeah, you, know, you didn't get in any trouble, right? And I tried to not get in trouble much, but there's one thing that still pisses me off, right? And if the person who did this listens to this, I want them to have the balls to tell me it was them that did it, right? We had. A meeting, or everybody was upstairs in the in the community centre, right? And we we're all walking down the stairs. Now there's loads of us, so it was a like big queue of people walking down the stairs, right? And somebody set off the fire alarm at the bottom of the stairs, right? Now at the time I was like halfway up the stairs, okay, but all of a sudden it came around that I did it. Oh, they were wearing like a white top or something. I was like, yeah, so what? I, I the only t-shirt I have is white. You know what I mean? What's the big deal? So they thought it was me, right? And it never went away. They always thought I was the one to pull the fire extinguisher. So whatever little fire, or not fire extinguisher, fire alarm, sorry, or whatever it was. It, no, was it a fire extinguisher or a fire alarm, Kev? Fire alarm. The, fire alarm. You press the button, yeah. Yeah, so whatever little bastard it was that did that, right? If you're listening in, tell us, right? I'd love to know. It's been like 20 years, okay? I'd like to clear my goddamn name. I just want to clear Again, my- Pickle, I would assume that was someone from Dramiscan, yeah? <laughs> there's, a, there's a good possibility, Kev. There's a good possibility. Still, there is like, hey, no one um, from would do that in the tap. No, definitely not. But yeah, you know, we already touched on the whole El Culcio um, rivalry. Do you remember the football that we used to play? Yeah. It was lethal. But then but, they tried to ban we, it. Do you remember trying to ban? Yeah, they tried to ban the game. We used to play like the last half hour of the night, I think it was. We used to say, right, guys, this is, and the girls were brilliant. I remember the girls used to be up on the tables and they'd be roaring, yeah. the Dramiscus, they'd be roaring, the, the Dava guys and all. And it was great. But the thing was, Kev, like we battered each other. We made horrible tackles. I remember, yeah. I think it was Bud uh, whacked his head off the wall one night and needed That's an ambulance right, yeah. and everything called. So it was, yeah. like, we were all, like, most of us were teammates. We played for the Joes. Obviously, Kev, thanks to your huge knees, you weren't. <laughs> Much of a Joe's player back in the day, even though you're in a photograph with one of our listeners who yeah. is always texting us, Goodell Miranda, who was one of the best footballers back then, and she played with all the blokes. So she was. But, yeah, we battered each other, Kev. We battered each other, boy. It was so painful. It was, it was fen- friendly battering. It was like, oh, yeah, yeah. It never really got out of control. No. And, nobody, and then it never ended up in a fist fight, apart from while Brendan nearly knocked himself clean out. Yeah, but true. Yeah, it was just friendly rivalry spilt over from time to time, but no one ever, it never ended up in a yeah. fight. Like after the game, you'd be like high fiving and like hugging, you know what I mean? Like because yeah. like right, guys, for thirty minutes now, let's just pretend like we hate each other, and let's just, and that's why the game got banned at one point. Like your auntie yeah. Rose wasn't it? I think oh, yeah. basically said so completely banned it. Completely yeah. banned it, so we did. But look it. Quick two things that we got in, Kev, right? Because I know we're going to be touching on U-Club stuff like probably all the time, right? Because it was a huge part of a lot of people. And we did do a poll, obviously, this week as well. Like 69, 70% of people had gone to U-Club. So, look at 
if you've had games or trips away or anything like that, let us know. You know I mean, tell us what kind of stuff you guys get off to because we got one message in about, oh, Kev, we already touched on this. And it's funny because the way she put it, do you remember all the shifting at the U club? Well, no, like, we no. don't. We, yeah, because it was us two. So, no, we don't, right? But she was telling me the place to go. So it was, it was around the side of the community centre on the fire escape stairs. That's a yeah, that's where all the action happened. So it was like so. Yeah. But the more important thing that we did actually have a part in Kev was we got a message in from one of our classmates, Sinead, right? Who was saying, Do we remember the trips away? Remember on a Friday night, we used to go to like bowling and Quasar or something up in Blanchardstown. Oh, yeah. It's the bus trips, Kev. Oh, the bus my trips God. are unbelievable. They were, no, you know why they were great? Because you were adamant you were going to shift somebody on it, okay? And yeah. you didn't. Um, <laughs> you, you could have been going every Friday for a year, and guess what? You still didn't. So it wasn't. But they were great trips away. I used to love like the arcades and that. The, the quays, the quays are, you remember the electric chair? The electric chair. The chair, and then there was another one you held on to as well, wasn't it? You put yeah, hands yeah, wrapped yeah. around it. Like, held on to on the the two, chair, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, that's what it looked like. So it was like, yeah. you know what I mean? Two vibrators, uh, two vibrators like, yeah. Two vibrators in your hands. Let's see how long you can hold on for it. But where did we go, Kev? We all went away for like a weekend or something. Was it like Monaghan, Cavan? I think it was from Fermanagh. From Jesus, what the hell took us to Fermanagh? Um, we drank a lot on that trip. I Again, it was my <laughs> family okay, to organize this trip. Okay, I didn't drink. I maybe had one drink. Without them looking at me, um, <laughs> yeah. which is all the time. Yeah, yeah. I remember it was a pitch. Like we stayed in, like, would you call it chalets or something like that? Like we chalets, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. I remember it was like a, a like a not a turf pitch. No, it would have been like cement kind of uh, area that had two goals either side of it. And eventually, because we had so many good footballers around their way between the two parishes, obviously, um, we remember played a game against I don't know who it was like, but it just got. Oh, it got horrendous. So it did. Like, like these are people we didn't know. Like, so you wouldn't mind kicking them in the balls and stuff like that. Like, so you didn't. But... Oh, I Kev. remember a common area. Do you remember a common area? There was a common area yes. where we all just started hanging out. Yeah, yeah. So it was. But I'm after saying they getting kicked in the balls. Kev, was there a young fella that used to go to the U club with a certain type of shoe, and he took a shot on you one night? This man was. <laughs> We were all country pickle, as you said, but this was country, country. He'd show oh, up in boot cut yeah. jeans and steel toe cut boots. Okay, this is what he wore every night. We were playing this game one night, and there wasn't many people on the pitch. It was just a quiet game. And I was going up against him, and I tried to block the ball. I slowly raised my foot to block the ball, <laughs> and he let loose with this thunderbolt of lightning from his steel toe cut boot. And let's just say, my scrutum took the full brunt of the shot. Oh, Kev. That's not good. Okay, so now it's the time, as I call it, question time. But Kev, what do you call it? As Chutty loves this part, it's question time. I think we all love that, so we do. Right, who's going first this week, Kev? Uh, uh, you'll go first. I'll ask, I'll ask you first. Right, cool. Okay, go on ahead. We got a question in from uh, Ronnie, I think it was, Pickle. Uh, Pickle, we got a question, as I said, Pickle, we got a question from Ronnie. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a question. 
question, question time. It's not even question time. To ask you how much you love the aftershave group. <laughs> right. If this had, it's, Jesus, if this had just been a random question, I wouldn't have known how to answer it. The fact that I know what's coming from Ronnie, I know exactly what this story is. Now, Ronnie had a house, oh God, somewhere in town, right? And years ago, we all went back for a party. I, I, I can't know, Ronnie will have to go into more detail with this. I can't remember what the party was, but me and him went into the kitchen and we're lining up a load of shots. And there was like a bottle of the Brute aftershave sitting there. And I think we poured a couple of shots of that as well uh, to try and trick the lads into drinking it. Okay. The problem was, though, we were that drunk that we didn't so much trick the, all the lads as in we ended up fucking ourselves over because we ended up drinking it. What? Yeah, we ended up drinking like a shot of Brute uh, instead of what the actual shot was meant to be. Uh, I was just taking. I was just taking a drink of water. There. I fucking nearly choked. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, imagine if we fell drinking brute. Um, yeah. I don't even know. If Ronnie can remember much more than that about it. But yeah, that was one of those nights uh, back in his when before we hit the town, uh, we thought we'd do some shots. We thought we'd trick the boys, uh, get some brute going, and yet yeah, lo and behold, we ended up pranking ourselves and we ended up drinking it. Like um, Goldschlanger was bad, but brute. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's a different type of style, um, so it is, to go for an old shot of Brute. But, yeah, we did it. But, again, look, it was a long time ago, and it was a good crack. Um, so it was, we laughed about it. And, look, we're still, it was probably, oh man, it was probably 15 years ago, like, you know what I mean? And we're still laughing about it now. Um, but, yeah, Ronnie, that's that's a good one, pal. <laughs> uh, if, if you have any more info on that night, Ronnie, uh, if you can let us know. Uh, we'll happily share it uh, to find where that story actually ends up going. No doubt it involved Ridley's or something like that, which, of course, is uh, one of the nightclubs in town, which we'll be talking about in future episodes. At least you could, at least you could fucking into it. Yeah, at one point I could, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the uh, the Bruce story, Kev. Um, now, your question is, it's the shortest question. I have literally ever seen. It's literally saying, right, Pickle, will you ask Kev to explain, and then there's one word in it, manscaping. Now, this is coming in from one of the lads. Um, I So literally, the, your question, Kev, is manscaping. Would you like to take it from there? Uh, I, 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 I'd probably... Um, let yeah. me see, where do you start? I wouldn't be the most manly man uh, around pickle, would I? No, definitely not. No. Uh, let's just say I take care of myself. I take care of my appearance, uh, both above my fa- above my shirt and below my shirt. Um, uh, my favourite method or uh, apparatus, that sort of way, would be a Mac three blade, uh, and I would take care of myself and make sure I shave my chest probably every couple of weeks. Uh, my nether regions. Uh, would get a, a flick of the Mac 3 blade. Um, not the moon bit, not the front bit. The right. Front bit. The front bit. Just, just okay. before you, you get to the meaty part, let's say. Yeah. Uh, that would be that would just be trimmed. That wouldn't be Mac 3 because that it does look like a seven-year-old boy. Uh, but everything else would be uh, well looked after, let's say. Mm. I have a feeling, Kev, that this guy might... Might know a bit more. I'd say this might be something we have to follow up on. Um, like you, you've seen my manscaping pickle. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't really know how to answer that. 
So at all. But yeah, <laughs> like it, it, I think it's quite natural. I don't. I don't understand. Like, why would you want uh, to eat? Let's for talk's sake, eat a, a hairy steak. No, a hairy, hairy steak. <laughs> I'm thinking a hairy grape or something like that. Pickle, to be honest, uh, I was going to that line of th- of thinking. Well, like you don't want to be putting a hairy hairy grape in your mouth, do you? You definitely don't, Kev. You definitely don't. I'm going to follow up with that lad to see if he's actually more stories about this because I'm pretty sure he does. He left that a little bit too vague for my liking now. There's so I'm going to guess many there's more stories about my manscaping. But yeah, definitely, guys, don't knock until you try it. It's definitely worth it. Uh, and Gillette, if you do want to sponsor me uh, with my manscaping, <laughs> I am willing to do that. No problem at all. Fair play. And look, if anybody wants to like get in touch with us, or specifically Kevin, um, do. You know what I mean? Send us an email, get us an Instagram, you know what I mean? All the usual places you can get us on. Uh, Kev will plenty happily... Of hip, plenty of hips and tints, no problem at all. Oh, there we go, hey. Don't more of you need than that, hey. Fair play, Don't Kev. Don't use Bruce. Don't use Bruce no. then, now. Don't use brute and and you know what? Don't drink it either. Uh, I think would be the one thing to come out from this conversation, Kev. Don't drink it and don't use it down there. No. Definitely not, man. Well, come here. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for elaborating on um the manscaping question. But I think unfortunately this is something that we are going to have to come back to. I can do a before and after picture if people do want. <laughs> I think we're going to put that poll up and it's going to be a no, Kev. No. Right? So it is. But thanks for the offer, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> Kev, we are coming towards the end of the show again. Hey, these are going too quick. Episode four, all finished. Yes, almost done, Kev. But listen, we have a couple of things to tidy up before we go, okay? So, we, I want to let everybody know, and we want everybody to know that we now have a Facebook page active, okay? Now, myself and Kev were never the brightest bulbs in the world, right? Okay? So, if you're looking for the page... You just have to search Kev, K-E-V, leave a space, and Pico, P-I-C-O, and it'll come up, okay? Now, so it's a friend. As, guys, as in first name, Kev, <laughs> Pico. Exactly, okay? So, look, instead of explaining how it ended up being like that, okay, if you search it, it's a friend page, do the request. We'll accept it, okay? It's amazing, though, Kev. We're after doing four episodes of a podcast, brand new, 10 miles apart, with just our phones, but yet setting up a Facebook page, we struggled with. No, That's... no, you struggled with. <laughs> you see, I see you were cheeky. Don't be passing the buck on to me, you fucker. You listen. Keep an eye. Get onto the Facebook page, right, and keep an eye up on it. Okay. They obviously this episode, like it does all the time, was it on a Sunday night. Okay. So for that purposes. During the week, we have another competition, okay? We have to say a huge thanks to Coffee Time, who gave us two 10-euro vouchers for the last one that we had, which was won by Aideen Fee and Chloe Litchfield. So thank yous for entering that. Obviously, well done on winning it as well. Uh, this one here is a big one, okay? What we are getting is a prize donated by Auto Assure, uh, which obviously we did an ad for on the first episode, which I think that was our friend Dwayne from America, wasn't it, Kev, that did that? Um, I'm pretty sure he was the one that did the ad. Um, now, it's not a cow, Kev. Don't get excited. It's not a cow, right? But all details will be announced during the week on the Facebook. It'll be one of them usual share, like, tag a couple of mates and all that kind of stuff, okay? So get stuck into it. And as always, guys, thanks for all the continued support that you continue to give us. Kev, is that the end of the show? 
I believe so. Ah, it turns out it's not. Oh. Do you remember the end of last week's episode where we asked a girl to reply to the one simple question, which was, after she sent a story in about how the two of you went to an 18th birthday party, walked home, took ages because she's had such crack and laugh and there was plenty of alcohol there. If you had a drop the head, Kev, would she have said yes? Or would she have said no? Well, I, I remember I remember now, yeah. yeah. Well, you'll never guess what, folks. I got a reply today. And it's a good one. Do you mean you got a reply Friday, Pickle? Was this show goes out on a Sunday? Oh, yeah. So we're recording this. What day is today, Kev? Friday. So we're recording today, this on Friday. So I got the reply today, okay, which is Friday, from... Emily, who again has been mentioned on this. Kev already mentioned there. Kev, I'm starting to see a trend here, Kev. That's episode three and episode four. Yeah, so it is like, so this is exactly what Emily replied to the question of if Kev had dropped, Kev had dropped the head, what were the chances? So Emily wrote, so lads, what can I say? Thinking back to those days, me and Kev always got on and he was such good mates. I don't know if I'd have broken the friendship barrier. But I honestly have to say, if Kev had have tried, who knows? We might have. I think this is where we need some like suspense music. I honestly, dum dum. Yeah, I honestly don't know. So I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to leave you hanging and guessing. And then Kev, as an FYI, if you probably remember, it was like early morning and the sun was shining. So God only knows what the neighbours thought of used two headers walking down the road the way as well. She did say though that they were the best days crack, or they were the best days of crack. Cheers, lads. Best of luck with the show. Loving it. So, Kev, how you feeling, man? In suspense. In suspense. It's it's not a no, but it's definitely not a yes. But, like, it's not bad. You know what I mean? Like, now you just got to live with that. (laughs) That You never tried. That's all you got to do. So it is, Kev. I don't know. Hey, maybe if you got into TV, you might have had a chance. Um, so, <laughs> well, look at hey, like we always do, right? Uh, we want to say thanks to everybody for listening in. Okay, Kevin, we did realize today, Friday, that something happened in the charts. Do you want to tell everybody what happened in the charts, Kev? We went. Paul was a pick. What number did we get to? Number five. We have suddenly jumped up to number five in the charts that we are in, which is the improv podcast charts. No idea if that's the right chart to be in. That's just what I selected because I thought this was pretty much improv, as you can imagine. Uh, We are now sitting fifth. We went up 50 places in the last five days. So thanks to all of you guys for listening in because you guys are the reason we are going the right way in the charts, okay? And listen, as always, remember, folks, stay safe out there. Look out for each other, okay? Be kind to each other and try and stay positive. So, for, I almost forgot what I was going to say that, Pickle. For a change, Pickle, do you want to tell everyone what's coming up for the plan for episode five? Uh, and I, by the way, you can't spell the, you cannot spell the word episode. I don't know what you mean by that, Kev. It's where we were going off a script here, which we're definitely not. Um, right. <laughs> I think the reason you're making me say it this time is because I already told... Yeah, earlier on, that there's something that we're going to talk about next week, which is a question that I asked you if it counted after my trip away when I came back to see you at the summer camp. So, 
I'm going to start off with, we're going to talk about them early days of drinking. You know what I mean? A little bit illegally in the pubs. You know what I mean? Like, But generally the pubs and clubs, okay? And all that kind of stuff. And of course, if anybody has any stories about a little bit of illegal drinking, let us know. We already got some and I am seriously looking forward to reading them out next week, okay? The other thing that we're going to talk about is losing your virginity. Are you looking forward to that, Kev? Well, I'll be honest. I was married, so that's that's going to be an easy one for me. Good man, Kev. Good man. Guys, get in touch. As Pickle said, we have set up a Facebook page, but also the email address is thekevinpickleshow at gmail.com. The Instagram page is at thekevinpickleshow. And, of course, the Facebook page is Kev. And, no, it's not Kev and Pickle. It's <laughs> Kev Pickle. So, first yeah. name, Kev. Zone and pickle. P-I-C-O. If you can find it, if you can find it, we'll see you on Facebook, right? If you can't find it, we'll see you on Instagram. So we will, and on the email address. Guys, share the show.